Hey everyone, it's Nim Kolkar. I am going to wait for a few moments, so don't stress if I haven't started the video. Typically what happens with Facebook Live is that we've got to wait for a few moments. I think it's about a 20 second lag before people start getting the notifications. So that's why I spend a few moments in silence at the start of the session so that people don't actually miss out on all the stuff I'm saying. So let's just wait for a few more people to log in and then we shall dive in for today's topic. Till then, I'll just sip my tea. Hopefully you've all had a nice Sunday so far. Mine was quite busy. I had to go to the shops because I had to get a few things and I've only just got back home. I was going to do the live session from my office studio like I normally would, but I didn't have the time to actually hop into the car and go to the office. So I'm just going to do it very, very, very quickly from home. Okay. So you all know the drill when you join in. Don't forget to say hi to me. If possible, let me know which part of the world you're logging in from, which city you're logging in from, because that's something I always like to find out, right? As you all know, I'm based in Sydney. I'm originally from Mumbai, India, and I've been in Sydney, Australia for the last 25 years. And uh, Sunday Chats with Nim is my weekly Facebook live show that I've been doing since mid-2018. And it's a show in which I bring you topics to help you get ahead, both in your personal life and in your professional life. Now, if you have any topics that you'd like me to explore in this show, then please drop my team an email. So you can write to info at nimsniche.com and you can let us know what topics you'd like me to explore. I'm always looking out for new topics. So if you can think of anything, Please send me an email and we shall add it to our list. Hi, Angi. Mohammed from Pakistan. Hi, how are you, Mohammed? Nice to see you all. So a few people have started logging in. I'm just going to wait for a few more moments because I know that uh, there were quite a few people who wanted to tune in for this particular session. All right, I am a bit of a stickler for time. I like to begin on time, so I'm going to dive in and uh, hopefully as the rest of the people join in, they will be able to catch up. Now, I uh, just wanted to remind you that this session will also be available as a recorded option on my page, which is Nim Holkar Author. Now, if you haven't liked my Facebook page, please do so because uh, that's how you will find out updates and notifications about new stuff, new workshops, new live sessions, new videos that I might be doing. And I have a lot of exciting stuff planned for the first half of this year. So it's uh, nice if you are able to log in. Mohammed has asked about critical thinking. Thank you, Mohammed. I'll definitely add that to my list of topics. 
Today we are actually doing three mistakes to avoid in job interviews, but critical thinking is definitely a very critical topic. So I will certainly add it to my list. I'll send it to my team and they have an ongoing list of topics that I explore every week. So thank you for that suggestion, a very valuable suggestion indeed. Alrighty, let's get started. So today I am doing three mistakes to avoid in job interviews. My name is Nim Bolkar. I am an author, motivational speaker, and a success coach based in Sydney, Australia. All right, so I know that a lot of people currently are looking for jobs, right? And uh, sadly, not often successful at finding that job. Now, there are many, 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 many different reasons why you may not be asked to come in for the second round of interviews or you may not be asked to come in for the third round of interviews or you may not be offered the job okay many different reasons but today i just wanted to filter all the possible reasons that there might be why you are not being asked to come in for that second round and i'm going to focus on three mistakes that over the last 25 years of being in the corporate space in australia I have noticed people making quite often. So I just want to cover those three very common mistakes that you can avoid to increase your chances of finding your dream job. Okay. Now, the first mistake is actually not being prepared enough. Now, this is something that is so much within our control that I am quite perplexed why so many people are actually not doing it why are more people not prepared when they go in for a job interview they do a little bit of basic surface level research and then they think that's plenty and off they go for the interview with a one-size-fits-all approach and uh, that does not work my friends that does not work I remember back in the days when I first arrived in Australia as a new migrant and I was looking for jobs. I, even back then, I did in-depth research before I went in for the interview because when you are prepared, it does something amazing for your self-confidence. It does something amazing for your body language. When you know you've done your research, you come across as less desperate, you come across as more confident, you come across as more in control. So I would highly recommend you not make this mistake, which is not being prepared enough. Now, what do I mean by preparing properly before you go in for an interview? Most people, of course, will have a quick browse of the company's website and uh, stuff like that. And they might read about their vision or they might read about their mission statement, stuff like that. But I really need you to scratch below the surface and do a little bit more. Okay. First of all, find out as much as you can just from Google, not only from the website. Why do we only limit ourselves to the company's website when there's a whole plethora of information available out there? In today's digital age and space, there's so much information that we can look up that is not necessarily found on the website. Okay, so look for media releases, look for, you know, has the company been in the news for all the right reasons recently? Find out as much as you can about the company. Call up people who you know may have worked in that company in the past. 
try to find out what you know what they know about the company culture another thing when you go to their website see try and find out if this company is part of a larger organization are there smaller subsidiaries that you need to know about check out which employees have been mentioned on their website what are their roles how long have they been there for okay try and also research what products or services this particular company that you're applying to is offering you need to be familiar with at least a few of their products you can't just go in not having a a clue about what they offer. I mean, I've lost count of the number of times I have interviewed people and I've asked them, do you know what our company does? And uh, they say, not really, I have a vague idea. For me, that's an instant fail. I'm not going to hire anyone and I'm certainly not gonna call anyone to the second round of interviews. If their response to my question of, do you know much about our company is not really much. I mean, how is that a credibility booster? right so do your research not being prepared is the most common reason why so many people are not called in for the second round you may have the greatest resume you might have the greatest work history and you might have admirable skills and talents but when you don't do your research it just shows a lack of interest and trust me no one wants to hire someone who has got mediocre interest in the company they're applying to so you need to sound enthusiastic you need to sound passionate you need to sound like you've done your homework i find that enthusiasm is one ingredient that is seriously in short supply nowadays i mean whenever i have a conversation with people i find that enthusiasm is at an all-time low but if you don't sound enthusiastic about yourself you're not going to be able to sell yourself and if you're not able to sell yourself you're not going to be offered that job okay so being prepared is the first thing you need to do so the mistake you're avoiding is not being prepared enough another thing is as much as possible try and find out the names of the people who will be interviewing you okay once you have the names of the people who are interviewing you hop onto LinkedIn and check out their profile try to find out how long they've been with the company what is their job description what is the kind of work they do on a day-to-day -day basis in this company also see if you can find out if there are any common areas of interest between yourself and the interviewer because that is something you can certainly leverage during the interview i find linkedin is an incredibly underused tool at the moment in job search okay whenever i am going even for a meeting with someone the first thing i do is go and look them up on linkedin or i might connect with them i might uh, read up about them try to find out more about them linkedin is a professional platform and you really need to leverage it more than you're doing at the moment okay let me quickly see my highs here Narinder says love your sessions thank you Narinder. that's very nice of you i'm glad you enjoy my sessions Esther, from, good evening from Auckland. Good evening to you too, Esther. Lovely to hear from you. And uh, Aruna, hey, I'm so good to see you today. That's right, Aruna, it's wonderful bumping into you this afternoon. All right, so that was mistake number one, which is not being prepared enough, okay? now we come to mistake number two it's something that i notice not just in job interviews it's something i notice even in regular conversations and that is 
not sticking to the point and actually rambling. Have you all heard of this term called rambling, which is going round and round and round in circles and not coming to the point? It is the biggest turnoff ever for any interviewer when they've asked you a specific question and you're not able to give a response that is to the point, that is specific. Now, one of the reasons people tend to ramble or go round and round is because they think that oh, maybe, just maybe, the interviewer hasn't understood what I'm trying to say. So how about I try to phrase it in slightly different words and explain it to them so that they might get more clarity about what I'm trying to say. No, please don't do that. That is one of the worst things you could do. Okay, first of all, you need to practice at home how you're going to start speaking with less number of words. Get the message across with less number of words. And once you've put that message across, you need to trust yourself that what you've said is enough and that the interviewer has understood you. Because if the interviewer has not understood you, trust me, they're not going to try and play guessing games. They are going to ask you for clarification. They are going to ask you for examples to shed light on your point. That's when you expand. Okay, so when you ramble, it's basically when you're just clutching at straws and trying to clutch at different words to explain your point. Okay, that is one of the worst things that you could do. Now, you've probably all heard of the STAR approach or the STAR technique to respond to behavioral style questions so that you stay on track. I have covered this in a couple of my past videos, but for those of you who may not have seen that video, let me cover that again. So the STAR technique is made up of four letters of the alphabet, which are S-T-A-R. I'm going to quickly explain those to you in brief. STAR technique is a technique you can use to stay on point and to not go off track or off the point. Okay, so the S stands for situation. Very often in the modern day interviews, you will be asked behavioral style questions. For example, give us an example of a time when you managed conflict with a difficult colleague or you managed conflict with a difficult grumpy customer. Okay, now you're going to have to give examples of that time, which means you need to remember exactly what was the step-by-step -step process you went through to convert a grumpy customer to a loyal customer. So you would instead of just randomly beginning your response, you would begin with the letter S, which stands for situation. Explain in possibly a sentence or two, what was the situation at hand? What was the situation that you found yourself in? Or what was the situation that you were asked to overcome? Okay, so that's the S. One or two sentences max. Don't try to over explain. Then we come to T. Okay, T stands for tasks. Now, in that situation where you had to overcome a particular challenge or a problem, there were certain tasks that you had to go through. What were those tasks? You explain that in a brief, to-the-point manner. Okay, then we come to the A. A stands for actions or action steps. What were the actions that you had to take to work your way through that particular task in that particular situational context. And the last thing, the last letter is R, which stands for results. As a result of all the action steps you took, what was the result? 
okay now depending on the question that was asked and the context it was asked in if you are able to quantify the result even better okay it's always a better idea to give a tangible measurable outcome than to talk about intangible results there will be times when the outcome is intangible and you have no choice in that matter so you can talk about that but wherever possible if you're able to talk uh, things like i saved my company x number of dollars or i was able to increase productivity in my team by x percent that kind of thing is measurable that is tangible so wherever possible try to talk about quantifiable results because that sounds much more impressive okay so the second mistake that you need to avoid in a job interview is to sum it up don't ramble don't go off track and talk about everything under the sun i've noticed sometimes when i've interviewed people back in the day when i was in corporate you know they would start talking and then they talk and they talk and they talk and they talk and then i could see that they were getting more and more confused and uh, eventually they'd stop mid-sentence and they you know they'd say oh sorry can you repeat the question because i think i've just lost you know uh, the thread of the the conversation see when that happens it instantly kills credibility how can any interviewer have any confidence in you if you're not able to answer to the point okay so prepare before you go go to the interview and learn to talk less Say whatever you have to say with less number of words and have faith in your listener that they will understand. I'm just going to say my quick hi's, Joyce. Hi, Joyce. How are you? Good to see you. Okay, for those of you who've just logged in, please remember that I love it when you say hi to me. Let me know which city you're logging in from because that's something that's always of interest to me, right? So today in Sunday Chats with Nim, we're talking about three mistakes to avoid in job interviews. We've covered two. I will sum it up at the end of the session, the previous ones. And the third and the final mistake to avoid is not asking questions. Okay, just about a month ago, I was interviewing someone and uh, I asked them at the end of the interview whether, you know, she had any questions. And she said, oh, no, no, Nim, you've done a fantastic job. You've covered everything and I have no questions. Now, personally, I believe that you must ask a question or two at the end of the job interviews because it shows a sense of interest. It shows a sense of curiosity. And I think one of or two of the most attractive qualities in a candidate are interest, a sense of enthusiasm and interest, and of course, a sense of curiosity, wanting to understand a bit more about the uncharted territory that they are getting into. Okay, if someone doesn't have any questions, I just think that that's a sense of, you know, um, disinterest, detachment, and I really don't want to hire someone with that kind of attitude. I'm sure a lot of employers might be feeling the same. Now, it's very important to not ask the wrong questions. Okay, important to ask questions, but make sure you don't ask the wrong questions. A lot of the time, people think, oh, when it's time, when it's question time, they ask about books, they ask about holiday entitlements. They ask about promotions. Uh, please don't. Okay. Very often the whole um, or salary that's often left till, you know, the end of the last interview. If you're talking to a recruiter, you know, then maybe it's it's doable. But if you're talking directly to the employer, please don't bring in all these 
questions okay so the minute your interviewer asks hey do you have any questions please don't ask about holiday entitlements please don't ask about benefits or perks or salary or things like that okay now what do you ask about again another mistake people do when it comes to asking questions is they ask something that is already available on the website they ask a question the answer for which is available on the website i mean to me that's just an indication of pure laziness why would you ask a question for which the answer is so easily accessible on the company's website it just goes to show that you've not really done an in-depth research of the website or of the company right so please don't ask questions that are available easily available on the company's website or their main platform what i do is i would pay deep attention to whatever is happening in the interview whatever conversation is happening whatever topics are being explored okay very often if you're truly paying attention the interviewer might give you a nugget of information about something new that the company is planning or some changes that they recently made to their team structure they might just drop that as a nugget of information somewhere during the conversation now because we are only thinking about our responses we're only thinking about you know uh, being stressed about what they're going to ask next we don't pay attention to these little bits of information that are being just tossed around throughout the conversation what i used to do back in the days i had a notepad and a pen ready and the minute i heard something interesting right even a snippet of information that the interviewer offered i would write it down in my notebook and at the end of the interview when it was time for the questions and the interviewer would ask me hey nim do you have anything to ask i would say oh i just you know made a note of xyz that you told me at the start of the uh, interview and that really piqued my interest can you tell me a little bit more about that see that is so much better than asking something that's already available on the website okay so the one strategy you can use to ask valid and interesting questions is pay attention throughout the interview jot down anything interesting that the interviewer might have slipped in the conversation and then you ask them to expand on that at the end of the interview another thing i used to do was to read up as many news articles about the company as i could find on the web okay and then i'd say hey i you know happened to read uh, this particular article that talked about this that you're opening a new uh, a new office in such and such country can you tell me a little bit bit more about that that just goes to show that you've done your research and that is incredibly appealing to interviewers okay so that's it those were the three mistakes you need to avoid i'm sure somebody's going to ask me to summarize it so i am going to quickly summarize them first mistake mistake number one to avoid is not being prepared enough mistake number two is rambling please do not ramble and this is not just for job interviews please do not ramble in general even in company meetings okay there is nothing worse than a person who rambles and loses the thread of the conversation and then has to ask the interviewer to repeat the question and the last thing is to not ask questions that is the mistake you need to avoid Alrighty, so that's it for me for today. I have to now rush to the office because I have a meeting that is coming up. So that's where I'm headed after I finish my cup of tea. Well, I am a coffee person, as you all know, but today is tea time right now. 
Alrighty, so that's it for me for today. Have a fabulous week. While I'm here with you, let me remind you that it's the final call for the public speaking program for children. It's school holidays here in Sydney. And uh, last week I had the creative writing program, but uh, that's done and dusted and it was really, really nice. And the kids had fun. I had fun. We covered some amazing topics on imaginative writing. And uh, next week, I have a public speaking program. It's a three-hour program on Tuesday, the 13th of April, if I've not got my dates wrong. And it's from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Okay, and that's for the age group of 9 to 12 years. But if your child is eight and a half, just drop me a line and uh, we'll see if it is suitable for them as well. So that's this Tuesday, 2 to 5 p.m. public speaking. It's called Speak with Confidence. So if you have a child who's in the age group of 9 to 12 years, I'll give you the link in the comments. Don't forget to enroll them. I truly believe that, you know, today how I've covered some communication mistakes to avoid in job interviews. I truly believe that children, when they have a head start at a very young age, they learn to speak confidently. They grow up into very confident adults who are able to ace their interviews for a large portion of the time. Okay, so it is a valuable skill to learn early in life. So if you want to enroll your child, please do so. It, it's on Tuesday. Joyce says, thanks so much. You're very welcome, Joyce. Thank you for joining in. And Pralat says, thank you, Nim. You're very welcome, Pralat. Thank you for joining in. Alrighty, so I am off. I will see you next week with yet another topic. And uh, like I said recently on social media, I've started jotting down thoughts for book number five. Exciting. Don't ask me what the book is about because truly I don't know. I am just doing a brain dump at the moment and putting down thoughts and putting down ideas and seeing what sticks. Once I know a little bit more, I think I have a sneaky suspicion about what it's going to be about. But once I know a little bit more, you guys will be the first to know. Alrighty, take care. Bye for now.